that's the 10 products for example 10 products per month are going by your e-commerce business obviously this depends on where you are in your e-commerce journey uh you know you don't necessarily need to go by the wholesalers obviously things like um sizing or boxing like you correctly mentioned how what how it helps when you're directing communication with these um distributors is one it builds a rapport second you are more in command of what's happening with your product you are a little more in control because there's direct access so hey guys this is mohit here you know once again welcome to another episode of you know blash e-commerce growth academy i'm super excited to have you know uh, gorika with us gorika has been heading uh, rap and weft right an exclusive brand who deals with a very premium niche uh, sector you know dealing with hand woven fabrics right from banaras right so very glad to have you gorika you know here you know uh, uh, super excited to you know for this session and we get to learn many things from you Thank you, thank you. It's lovely being here. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Right. So you know, to start with, it is always good to you know start with a brief story. How it all happened, or you know, what's the brief journey looks about. So yeah, you know, yeah. Right. So uh, Wapen Weft, uh, you know, it was started by my mother. It's a twenty-six-year-old business, and we have been uh, dealing with uh, hand-woven textiles for the past, you know, twenty-six years. and um very small story on why she started it so my mother herself is from banaras yeah. uh so after she got uh, married she moved to bombay and through her childhood she has always been surrounded with textiles uh with fabrics with uh, you know her mother herself uh, my grandmother was always very fond of textiles so she would always you know wear a sari to work and you know those those kind of things uh so my mother herself has been immersed in the world of textiles from a very young age in the world of hand woven textiles from a very very young age and after moving to bombay she uh, kind of felt that there was a little um, a gap uh, for hand woven textiles in mumbai at the time and she decided she took it upon herself to bring that uh, essence of weaves to mumbai to establish sort of the hand woven world as uh, one could say So that's why Wapen Web started 26 years ago, and uh, you know we've been doing it, I guess, for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And after my own education and me myself, I have grown up also because of her, uh, surrounded by textiles. Um, so you kind of already pick up, you get a knack of it, one could say, and it is in the genes. <laughs> that's another thing. Uh, so I kind of. Uh, you know i told her i said you know i would really like to join you and be part of this uh, creative uh, beautiful world um one could say and i have worked before in in the corporate sector and i must say it's very nice to come to an office that's full of colors rather than just <laughs> your cubicles um of the grays and the whites uh but i joined her i've been with her for a while now and we're hopefully scaling it and uh, expanding and um in you know uh, taking hand woven textiles uh, to every doorstep mm-hmm. one could say if we could uh, so that's essentially uh, wapen weft you know nutshell <laughs> lovely very excited you know incidentally uh, you know i was heading an e-commerce venture you know couple of years back right and you know i did go to banaras right where i actually met the, some of the tarigars and you know trying to understand and i found it extremely complex that you know how do you even digitize these things right? you know means yeah you are producing something which is extremely good 
and i would love to know that you know how did you think that okay selling it in a store in a retailer i get that but converting this thing over you know uh, digital right getting into an e-commerce platform where you have distribution you get the things you know on your place couriers logistics right so uh, yeah but you know how did you manage all these things and uh, um so to be very honest we did not have an online platform until covid hit okay uh yeah because like i said it's 26 years old we have a flagship that we if i didn't mention for enjoy in mumbai mm-hmm. so in terms of uh you know we used to do more traditional means of marketing which was one obviously the most uh you know magazines and newspapers and uh i mean at the time also styling also picked up a little after you know styling celebrities etc picked up a little more once your instagram kind of came into play social media came into play but we would mostly focus on that aspect uh, and word of mouth obviously okay and then um covid hit and somehow um you know we just we felt a lack to reach our overseas customers at the time because there was so much limitation on yeah was it, or you know officers or lockdown or you know that that whole sort of um issue of communication sort of came up i mean there were times uh, during covid because everyone was in lockdown right and at least in the first wave um you know i used to stay up till 4 5 in the morning just whatsapping my customers trying to be like would you like would you like because everyone was sitting at home especially the women they were all sitting at home and they're like okay whatever let's say funding we would have had for a holiday or you know those kind of things that you save up for then you're like okay what do we do with our free time let's spend let's shop let's do something <laughs> let's do something for ourselves so we had so many women who just wanted to buy certain fabrics that they had they eye on before and they did it or certain sarees or certain lehengas and things like that and um then i kind of decided i said no i don't think i can do the 4 5 ams anymore <laughs> i think let's develop the website so that's where um the thought of uh, going uh, online having an online platform an e-commerce platform uh, came into play and uh, it was very quick it wasn't something that we took a lot of time with it wasn't something that we spent months deciding what to do uh having a business uh, you know that is 26 years old a lot of logistics that one would initially have to figure out were kind of already um dealt with Mm-hmm. for example delivery issues payments happening not happening understanding currencies all those kind of uh, you know detailing that one would do was always was already a knowledge that we had mm-hmm. uh, so the only uh, focus of us at the time was making sure that we put up products out there uh, and uh, we have um, and uh, you know we we'd like to so since we've been specializing in handloom for 26 years there is a trust if you even you know if anyone happens to stumble upon our website if you see our products you can see the quality Absolutely. through the images and the main focus that we had when we were developing our website is come what may that quality must shine you know we have to show our consumers that it is the wopenweb stamp that we have enjoyed for years uh you know is reflected onto the website so i think it took about maybe two and a half to three months it only from okay. just we knew we knew how to I mean we had so much communication with our clients in advance right what imagery works on them even if it's a picture on whatsapp or a catalog that's shared so we had all of that knowledge um a lot of research so it's just easy to kind of put it 
uh, on to now what you can see as our uh, e-commerce platform. Lovely, lovely. I think uh, one of the key items which you touched upon, right? Like you know, how do you manage the deliveries? Right? You know, you deal with you know, you know, overseas customers, yeah. right? And managing deliveries, logistics, warehouses, one of the very very crucial you know vertical, right? Uh, which actually leads to profitability or probably another loss in in, in any D two C or e commerce vertical, right? Yeah. So to hear yeah. about your your learnings around here, that you know, how do you one, you know. Plan for these things. What are the you know top five things which you will do right around managing your warehouse and logistics? So uh, the biggest thing that comes into play when it comes to warehousing is inventory management, uh, because we not only uh, enjoy uh, you know uh, an e-commerce platform, we also have an offline platform. Mm -hmm. So uh, what happens sometimes you do have an overlap with um, you know at least for us currently what is online versus what is offline you know what can be in my store today is also online tomorrow there is um i would say the biggest emphasis would be inventory for for a retail space like us right uh because um you know very small very minute issues like okay a certain piece of fabric has sold for x meterage online mm -hmm. but when we check store maybe a client has come uh, yesterday and purchased from that piece of fabric as well. So now there's a discrepancy on what was purchased online versus what is in store. So, how, you know, those kind of issues which um, can be very easily overlooked, uh, but can create a very big issue. You can also have someone who comes back saying, okay, now that you're not providing me with what I've ordered, I don't want the order entirely, you know, uh, which results, which is a much bigger loss than someone saying, you know, hey, I've received something a little later than expected. Um, you know, so inventory management, I would say, is very important. What we, what, what I would recommend and what we also plan on implementing in the future is make sure that there is, uh, for example, whatever is in your online uh, space is not what is in your offline space. So keep all products that are online, online focused and let the offline be offline to avoid these kind of little, but, you know, long term loss um, creating uh, issues. Uh, and also uh, accessibility uh, is a big uh, factor when it comes to warehouse. So if you do choose to, for example, our warehouse is our store. So even if something is online that is not offline, it is still in my store. So I'm not bearing any external storage costs or, you know, any extra space. Uh, if one can do that, you know, maybe make your, um, you know, for other companies, if you can, you know, create space within your own office or so things like that, that would really uh, you know, assist uh, in uh, warehouse managing and logistics because uh, unless unless you're really big, like unless you're like an Amazon, but you do require a warehouse, right? You do require uh, multiple of them as well. It just depends on how you know big your company is at the time and what you can and can't manage. That's that's all I would say. It's it's not very hard. Just be on top of it. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, I mean, you know, many uh, of our customers do bring this pain point, right? Like, you know, in terms of the sizing, packaging, because it costs money. You know, how do you package it, right? So uh, there is there is a, a US brand which you know which started sending these you know uh, house cleaning stuff, right? Rather than a bottle, but in a sachet, right? just to mm. reduce the shipping cost. So some of these things mm. do matter in terms of logistics stuff, right? But you no, know, so if, if I am a D2C brand and I have to devise a strategy, right? Like, you know, 
how do I choose my providers, right? And what would be my decision pointers to you know, devise my logistic and warehousing strategy, right? What would be your top three, four things which you would suggest? Um, in terms of providers, when you come to warehouse and strategy, uh, so there are two factors, right? In this, you either directly go, for example, to a DHL or a Blue Dart and you're in direct communication with them. Mm -hmm. Or you speak to um, what one calls wholesalers when it comes to, you know, all of this, which, you know, tend to in terms of if I have to get very, if I have to tell you in a very detail, in terms of cost management, that seems to work out a lot better. But it also depends on what is the, how many products are you actually, when you have an e-commerce business, at least at the beginning, are you sending out? Okay. So for example, if you have less than maybe five to six, so let's say 10 products, for example, 10 products per month are going by your e-commerce business. Obviously, this depends on where you are in your e-commerce journey. Uh, you know, you don't necessarily need to go via the wholesalers. Obviously, things like um, sizing of boxing, like you correctly mentioned, uh, how wide it is, how big it is, is it going to be a box, can it be a packet, can it be, you know, all of those little cut corners here and there, you can do that. How what, how it helps when you're directly in communication with these um, distributors is one, it builds a rapport. Second, you are more in command of what's happening with your product. You are a little more in control because there's direct access. But however, if you have, uh, you know, a business that is scaling at a very high rate, and I would suggest to assist with costs or, you know, going via wholesalers is sort of better for the long run. Okay. 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 Yeah. Any, any pointers that, you know, you would have faced challenges, you would have had bad experiences initially when you started all these things, at least on a digital space concerning to logistics or warehouse, right? <laughs> any, any deep learnings here? So, um, like I said, since we had been doing it for 26 years, we didn't have any bad experiences. And we we directly, for a while, had been using like a Blue Dart. It's a known name. You know, if you, if you, tell, if you tell a client that, you know, your package will be delivered by a Blue Dart, okay, it's safe. You know, there's no worry. Uh, especially when you're dealing with women, you know, they always ask, will it come correctly? What is your refund policy? What is your return policy? That's the first thing. But if you say, no, it's coming via Blue Dart, okay. Then we're fine. We know the delivery is like one, two days. You know, it's maybe three, four max stretch and your package is safe. There are no issues as such, you know, luckily touch, touch wood that we have ever faced. Um, just because we've been, like I said, like I proposed, right? Yeah. That both the name and then if you want, uh, branch out into the So that way we, we have not uh, had any issues. Mm -hmm. But I would say more from, uh, you know, coming back to uh, if... Uh, instead of warehouse and logistics, if we actually come back to the online, the platform itself, mm -hmm. that actually requires, um, at least in today's day and age, uh, I would recommend about a couple of pointers for anyone who's starting e-commerce, apart from logistics, to also one, the main focus should be the market research that you do. Because the digital space right now is extremely, it's full. It's full. Anyone and everyone who can have a website and who can be online and who has a little bit of access to a, a delivery service can have their business online. So you're not, you're not, while the products may be niche, your product may have a USP, there is still multiple options for everyone. Today's day and age, if someone wants something, they just go Google it or, you know, and it's on your mobile and it's there. It's on Amazon. You get five product options. You just go, you purchase. Everything is there. So, uh, oh, yeah, so it's it's, com it's, com it's a space that's completely taken by anyone and everyone. 
So a thorough market research, data collection is extremely imperative. So how do you do that essentially with now, given the way technology is evolving, like about two years ago, the what AI was versus what it is now is very different. So AI integration is also imperative in today's day and age uh, because giving consumers an offline experience online now is becoming more is like the most important thing if you want a purchase unless it's a need-based product it's very different but when you have products that are more desire-based want-based then you have to be able to convince your client on the spot so previously you asked me what was an issue maybe you faced it's an issue i wouldn't say issue but it's a little um it's a little um you know speed bump one could say that one faces is especially because we're dealing with women is while you see something online uh, and the first question you asked also, right? How do you take something, a product like this uh, online? Uh, while women may see something online, they still want to be able to touch it, to feel the fabric, to see what it looks like, uh, to see maybe the fall of a sari. Will it make them look thin? Will it make them look bigger? Will it make them look taller or shorter? Will the lehenga color match their skin tone? Those kind of things. So what's becoming more um you know, compared to also, you know, what uh, Blash does, which is uh, videos on your e-commerce platform to assist. That is becoming more imperative right now to help you not just secure your USP online, but also bring an assurance and a um, trust in the consumer looking at it that, hey, what I'm looking at is good. And I don't have to physically see something. So that is something I would definitely, uh, you know, also other things like... Uh, Something that we obviously didn't have much an issue with, but someone knew payment gateways. Very important. You should know your currencies. You should know your uh, exchange rates. You should know all of these things in advance so that tomorrow, you know, you don't make those little small losses because something wasn't converted correctly. Correct. You know, I think I think we've got to have another dedicated discussion for the international trade because that's another beast, you know, which which you know uh, many one would be you know interested i would want to you know take up a, a funny incident probably it's not a learning probably it's it's my uh, uh, initial blunders which i make so when i was running my e-commerce store so i am a guy who loves detailing and you know the presentation part of it and mm -hmm. i went ahead and you know ordered 500 hard boxes like you know premium boxes you know for the clothing apparel and when mm -hmm. i started shipping and the shipping cost was this so my shipping provider used to say that sir you know why are you not giving it in a smaller pouch I, yeah. I said, no, I want to give that premium feeling. And eventually, yeah. over a period of time, when I consumed my 500 boxes, I could see that the margin dipped so low because the boxes were expensive, first of all. And of course, you know, whether I'm spending, you know, sending this small apparel for the kids or this big, right? My yeah. shipping cost is in it 200, 300. And when I used to hit returns there, I used to call them on which, you know, I did, right? But, but, uh, uh, if I have to set up my logistics stuff, right? Like, you know, this thing, right? Uh, anyone who's entering this thing, what would be your key advices here? You know, how do I, you want to maintain your ROI, right? What are the secret sauce which, you know, uh, hmm. learned? Um, so, so when it comes to branding, uh, which is where your packaging, etc., comes into play, um, unless unless you're dealing with um, unless your market is mass you know um given that i am a marketing graduate myself <laughs> and i believe that branding does hold you know great value 
So when it comes to the packaging, do I want to, um, you know, let go of my look and feel or compromise on it? Maybe not. Uh, because there is a certain essence that comes in, you know, so for example, certainly, so um, in the age of Instagram, uh, I think many people would have seen a lot of brands do those unboxing videos, you know, uh, open the packaging, show the product. So it's all about experience in today's day and age. It's all about experience. So how do you, so what do you do basically with your logistics or things like that where you're not compromising the experience, right? Because, um, you know, there's, it's, it's always different when you receive something that looks a little more personalized than something that's general. You know, if it had to come to packaging, we could even do cardboard boxes with like a Wappenweb sticker on it and all of those tapes, you know, you have those tapes with W and W or your brand name, etc. And we could do all of that. But it's it's different when you're opening, you know, a box that's grey in colour, that's of a nice paper and you open it and there's a ribbon on it and then there's a nice, you know, packaging inside of a soft, softer paper, which then you open and everything is nicely done. It's, it's a whole experience. Absolutely. You know, maybe with the emblem is a little embossed, you know, those kind of things. So then where do you essentially assist with your ROI? So like I said, can you possibly then, you know, make your uh, office space your warehouse? You know, can you do that? Can you, uh, I would say cutting cutting costs in, in that aspect uh, helps you as well. Um, a big thing again for us, like I'll highlight is data. So if there's to reduce a lot of data discrepancy, like I said, the uh, very small issues that can be very easily avoided, like, for example, what's online versus online, someone's ordered something online, but another person has come and purchased it in store, you know, those kind of things are just unnecessary. So I would say, really, um, which also, again, going back to the market research, really look at who your consumer is, what will be okay, what will not be okay, highlight for yourself for someone who's running the business or just even the logistics warehouse what are any possible issues this is something that on a personal level i do a lot where before something even starts i make sure to highlight what are the possible issues that can come up what is any discrepancy or anything that i have already faced with my consumers that could possibly lead to issues because they're very unnecessary they're very unnecessary you don't need that uh so make sure that you're kind of prepared from that aspect but also because something that's e-commerce is extremely scalable, if branded correctly, if marketed correctly, so I would say don't don't worry too much. Think more long term than short term. And if you want, if you want you know, to focus on ROI, then yeah, cut. See where you can manage your costs. Do, are, are things really necessary? But don't compromise on the experience because that is something that you know leads to a lot of customer retention, which is what you want because a business runs. A lot of a business can also sometimes run from your repeat consumers. Okay, okay. I think I think very very insightful here. I think you know I'm enjoying this conversation. You know, but in the interest of time, you know, uh, so one surprise section, you know, where, where which I added, right? Uh, you know, okay. So one, it's it's a it's, it's a quick four to five uh, questions, right? So I would love to know, or the you know the listeners would love to know, you know, uh, what's a recent book that you are reading, or you know, you recommend to our reading. Oh my God, this is a really bad question because I have not read any book in a very long time. I have not read anything. I'm so tired after work. I just go home. I like, uh, I'm more of a, uh, I like to consume, I like my TV shows. <laughs> I like something that's very lighthearted. 
um i'm not a reader currently okay okay uh any e-commerce leader that you follow um so i don't i actually don't follow anyone we obviously follow a lot of our competitors <laughs> uh do a lot of research but i don't i don't uh, follow anyone because what i'm doing is very unique to me and i don't think anybody else is doing that uh, out there nicely put uh any e-commerce hack for the beginners who are you know venturing in or you know something who want to start here e-commerce hack uh do not compromise on anything in relation to the product online details are a must look and feel your shoots your styling how you show it out there is what the consumer will consume so if you don't do a good job of it it will not uh, you know go well even on the brand lovely and last but the last least you know uh, any insights about your life philosophy about it my life philosophy is very different to uh, anything we have uh, discussed so far but i'm a very strong believer of uh, just on a personal note um uh treating others the way you would want to be treated that's that's very simple but it it's very different from any business related thing we've discussed it's a very deep statement in its own and you know of uh, uh, to be very honest i think i learned a lot right in this last 30 minutes of conversation Truly, thank thank you for taking some time out, Dorika. Right, you know it was a pleasure to have you on the show. <laughs>